0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers reached the last four of the Europa League after a dramatic night at Ibrox. Jorgos Yakimakis won't be fit for Sunday's Hamden showdown and Hearts and Hibs prepare to kick off the Scottish Cup semi-finals tomorrow. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight, Kenny Miller and Hugh Kevens. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and those Rangers players. Three European games away from immortality now and they've had a massive psychological lift for Sunday's game against Celtic. That result against Braga will have taken away the tiredness that might have been felt with that 10.30 finish at Ibrooks last night but Celtic are 33 domestic games on the bounce unbeaten and they fully understand the importance of 34 at Hamden. Should be a quiet afternoon Kenny. Oh it will be a white hot on a, <laughs> on Sunday and I think last night after the, the outstanding performance the result uh, everything that went along with that with that resulting performance there'll be one set of players will be sitting back quite happy they went the extra time and that'll be Celtic uh, I mean it was a, a big effort an almighty effort for Rangers last night and fully deserved because the game should have been done in, in normal time probably 3 or 4 nil. but uh, yeah a wonderful achievement so far but doesn't need to end here Hugh yeah, so many talking points to come this weekend But obviously reflecting on last night, Hugh Just how big an achievement is that? Uh, to Rangers' immense credit There's a funny thing going on this season Whereby Celtic are top of the league uh, Six points clear Effectively seven because of goal difference But when it comes to Europe Celtic have gone out of three European competitions Rangers' bandwagon continues to roll on In the Europa League And you'd have to say If you are beating in successive rounds, Borussia Dortmund, Red Star, Braga. Uh, you deserve all the credit going. Leipzig, though, will present a tougher challenge. Yeah, Kenny, these Thursday nights for Rangers just seem to exist in a bubble of their own, don't they, where you never really know what's going to happen, but Rangers just seem to be getting it over the line, sometimes in extremely impressive fashion, and at other times, you know, they might make hard work of it, like last night at times, but they're getting the job done. Yeah, I mean, I think it was still impressive fashion last night. There's no doubt about it. I mean, to go and dominate a team like Braga over 90 minutes, I mean, it was... Yeah, I think the worst performance was was last week in Europe over the last six games. The, the home and away against Dortmund, the home and away against uh, Red Star, and last night against Braga. Last week was below the levels of the previous four, but last night got back up to that level. And then, you know, when you've, you've got that kind of crowd behind you and the energy that comes along with that... It's, it can only be it can only energise the team and the players to go and perform but I would say it helps when you get off to the dream start after two minutes the 1-0 deficit that was kind of looked upon as the only positive last week that was 1-0 to absolutely get clear that within two minutes and, and get right on the front foot the way they did was it was massive in the, in terms of the whole atmosphere of the stadium Yeah, whether it's Europa League semi-finals on your mind whether it's Scottish Cup semi-finals this weekend to come that's on your mind we want to hear from you 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB I'm sure if you're a fan of Rangers you've got a lot to say tonight whether you're a fan of Celtic Hearts, Hibs loads to talk about so make sure you get in touch You look at these Competitions, the European competitions at the moment, Hugh, they're almost designed in the way they're seeded for teams from the, the top five leagues in yeah. Europe to get to the latter stages. And teams from Scotland, they're not really designed for teams like 
Rangers to, to get that far in the competition Are you? Yeah, yeah. Here we are It's maybe a strange season Rangers and Villarreal Who would have believed that In the last four Of the two major European competitions As you know I'm an old cynic And I'm always of the belief That no matter how loud they are Fans can't put the ball in the net At one end of the park They can't keep it out of the goal At the other end of the park However There's something about These Thursday nights At Ibrox That has become a tremendous advantage for Rangers And they're away to Leipzig In the semi-final, first of all The fact that the second leg is at Ibrox uh, May yet turn out to be an enormous advantage Yeah, you were there last night, Kenny Just how big a factor were the supporters in that one? They have been They have been over the over the course of this campaign I mean, there's a, there is a different feel to, to European nights at Ibrox It's, it's the... The anticipation, the the excitement about what the European competitions bring are different for the domestic pressures and demand and expectations. There, there's no doubt about that. And like I said, when you score after two minutes, and that immediately, there's no you, you can't even see what the performance is going to look like at that point, and you're already one 0 up, and the fans are absolutely right behind you. It absolutely throws them on. But you know, credit has to go to Giovanni and his players because they need to come out and they need to. Impose herself on On really really good Top opponents as well And last night Was as good as I've seen You know Braga Yeah they're not Dortmund and, But I thought the Dortmund Was really impressive as well But last night was Front foot for the start Yeah there was a wee moment Where They started to get a bit edgy With 15 10-15 minutes to go And then that And the goal came In that period as well But they managed to regain A bit of control Yep albeit We're down to 10 men And then 9 men But th- those nights Are are incredible and, and the, the players seem to be responding you know so like Q says if you can go to Leipzig and get a, a positive result which I think again, like we're seeing against Braga sometimes a, a one goal deficit can still be viewed upon as a as a positive result get them back to Ibrox there's no reason and what it looks like is it looks like some teams are spooked by this atmosphere and the energy and the noise in this stadium so there's uh, there's no reason over the two legs why Rangers can't be more than competitive there's only one note of caution you know uh, Leipzig went to Bergamo last night and and won in Italy. Uh, that's sometimes quite a feat. So I think you have to understand that Leipzig will be an upgrade on Braga. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number you need. First up is William, a Rangers fan in North Ayrshire. William, how are you feeling after last night? Yeah, hello, panel. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'd like to salute salute my team. It's brilliant for the league for us. For the country, I mean, unbelievable. We're two games away from our fifth European final. We've had eight after the Leipzig game. We've had eighteen games in Europe. Eight. Let me let me restate that. Eighteen. It's unbelievable. I'm I'm one of the ones that's going to back the Giovanni Van Bronckers here. He's managing Steven Gerrard's team, in my opinion. I know Celtic have been brilliant in the league. Hands up to them domestically. Not, the second half of the season been brilliant, but. I'm waiting for the summer. He gets his own players, his own style, and we'll go for there. But the European thing, I was born away last night. I checked the stats, made 26 goal attempts. I know she was throwing caution with Leipzig, and it will be a harder game. But we went to Dortmund and scored four goals. You just remember that. It'll be a hard game for Leipzig as well. But I just want to salute my team. They were brilliant. Two games away from a fifth European final. I just want to look panel things for that. Yeah, as I said at the start, uh, three games away from immortality. Uh, you know, the the team of uh, 1972 in Barcelona are still remembered to this day. Uh, so that's the scale of the achievement. 
I'm not trying to rain on your parade, William. I'm simply pointing out that Leipzig will undoubtedly be an upgrade on Braga. But having beaten uh, Borussia Dortmund, who are higher in the Bundesliga than Leipzig, then you know Rangers can approach it with a good degree of confidence. Yeah, Kenny William is saying about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst having his critics and it's not gone all his way domestically, but when you're reaching the last four of a European competition, that's quite something to have in your locker, isn't it? That's massive. I think he says that's his first time he's actually reached that as a coach as well. So it's a it's a massive achievement for both him, his staff and the players and, and everybody surrounding the club. But it's uh, it doesn't need to stop. You know, again, Leipzig is going to be a big, big task. You know, they're a wonderful team. Uh, we've seen that, like you say, he's going to Atalanta and won. I mean, Atalanta are a really, really good outfit, you know, and and that game could have been three or four at the, at the start. I mean, it was end to end, but Leipzig looked really, really dangerous going forward. And it'll be a completely different proposition to anything we've faced. And I think what you've got now, I think Dortmund underestimated Rangers. I think they've seen, oh, it's a Scottish team and we'll go there and we'll roll them over at home. We'll go there and we'll be able to rest a few players. And well, it never went that way. Rangers were the better team over the whole two legs. I think there was the first half at Ibrox. They realised they needed to step their game up for the previous week and they were decent. But then Rangers got to grips with it and a tactical change there going back to a, a back three, back five, whatever you want to call it, helped them that night. Uh, again, more credit uh, got, got put on Geo for that. So Leipzig won't underestimate Rangers. You, you can't, when you get to the last four of any European competition, you have to be a good team. And the one thing I think a few players have said last night off the back of the game is, these games seem to suit them. When teams come at Rangers, they're allowed to play and it, I think it suits Rangers in Europe. You know, so it's. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the game. It's a, been a wonderful achievement so far, uh, and I'm sure at that football club you cannot approach a game as a free hit. You have to go and win. And when you get to this moment, people do start to dream, and they will be expecting to go and see a, at least a similar performance. You know, the result will take care of itself, but they'll be looking for that same kind of energy and performance. There's another dimension to this, of course, Andrew. Uh, I spoke to a, an old foggy pal of mine this morning who supports Rangers, and he said nine years ago. I was at Ibrox watching Rangers lose 2-1 to Peter Head. So, if you had told him nine years ago that Rangers would be in the last four of a European competition, he'd have laughed. But it's happened. William, where are your confidence levels at the moment? You talk about the performance against Dortmund now into the last four of the Europa League. Is it realistic in your mind that Rangers could go on to win this competition? Uh, why not? No, I mean, look, look at look at the results last night, right? Uh, Nadeau took Frankfurt to be 3-0 up against Barcelona. And this competition is crazy. So I, I honestly thought Lyon would beat West Ham as well. Look, they went to France and, and beat a, a top-class French side. There's no, as Kenny says, this, this, this cup is up for grabs, definitely. Rangers could go to Leipzig and put on a Dortmund performance and, and win 4-2 again. There's, there's no reason why not. No, I mean... The teams that are there, as Kenny says, the last four, they're all good teams. We're all there to win it. Is that it? Is it just anything is possible now, Hugh? Well, you know, nothing is impossible. Uh, and as William rightly points out, uh, you've got West Ham going to Lyon and uh, taking care of business by half time. Uh, never in your wildest dreams did you think that Barcelona would be three down at half time in the, the new camp. Uh, so, of course, anything is possible. Uh, we're dealing with the immediate aftermath, the euphoria of what went on last night. Rangers have a lot of football to play and, you know, there'll be a relentless, remorseless schedule. Uh, so they have to deal with that at the same time. 
Well, thank you to William 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, shall we? He says he's really proud of his players after last night's performance. However, he's not getting ahead of himself despite making it to the last four. Well, it feels very big, very good at the moment. You know, it was a, you know, a game we wanted, the result we wanted. Um, you know, I think we started the game really well. A uh, lot, of, lot of pressure up front, a lot of chances we created. And... Uh, you know, I'm just happy we are we are true. It's a big achievement uh, to be in the last four of, uh, of, of in, in Europe, and uh, really proud of the performances of my team. We're getting closer, but still, you know, I I, I played a World Cup final and uh, played extra time in 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 the World Cup final, but in the end, we lost it and we had nothing. So you have to push hard until you actually have the prize, and uh, that's what we're gonna do. And uh, we we're gonna enjoy this night and. Uh, we're going to work hard for the next coming games to uh, to give this club success. Uh, and, uh, you know, we do everything possible to do so. Is that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst speaking as a true, experienced football man there? Very diplomatic, obviously. He's, uh, I mean, he does have a big, uh, the small job of kind of getting past a Scottish Cup semi-final on Sunday against his, his arch-rivals, you know, in, in Celtic. So it's a... Uh, it's a brilliant night to enjoy, a huge result, a massive performance. Now it needs to have been parked, come down, focus and get ready to go again on Sunday because at these big football clubs, that's what it's about. I mean, the, as soon as the game's done, whether win, lose or draw, you need to address what needs to be addressed. You need to park it, you need to move on to the next one. And Sunday's absolutely massive, absolutely massive for Rangers uh, in regards to domestic success. You see what happened to your CV? The man just drops it in casually. I played in the World Cup final. You see? When you've had a career like that, that's a stellar career when you can mention I played in the World Cup final. But I think what he's trying to do there is address that immediate euphoria after the result against Braga. Uh, you know, he has to keep everyone now on an even keel. As Kenny said, massive game against Celtic on Sunday. Uh, and then one massive game will lead into another massive game. And when Celtic... Uh, play Rangers They'll get Rangers in the league After Rangers have been to Leipzig That's the kind of relentless pressure That Rangers are under now 01419511025 Is the number you need Max is a Rangers fan in Bishop Briggs Up next Max What did you make of it last night? Hi how you doing panel uh, First time call It was all well um, I just wanted to make a couple of points About uh, Rangers as possible um, I thought it was absolutely massive result Sort of on Broncos last night um, the jury was out on him a wee bit with the domestic football but um, I think last night went up absolutely um, and I also think that uh, on a second point I wanted to make is we'll, we'll take that point first Max and I'll let you come back in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has obviously had his critics yeah. domestic football as I said hasn't always gone his way but just how big a win is that for him personally there are two stories running concurrently Rangers in Europe Rangers in domestic football uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has taken his fair share or unfair share of criticism because on his watch Celtic have gone effectively seven points clear if Celtic were to win on Sunday at Hamden there would be people who would be seriously unhappy um, from a Rangers perspective he has to live with that he's played here for Rangers he understands the city that's the way it is but how do you fault a man who may be three games away from doing something that Rangers haven't done for 50 years. So he knows how to handle the pressure 
the fans have got to learn how to handle it now Kenny I think we've said a few times over the last few months that these performances in Europe then need to carry over into domestic performances it's not quite happened so far is now the point where it needs to happen with such a huge game on Sunday? Well, they need to get as, as close to that type of performance as you can. I mean, they're different games against a completely different set of opponents in Europe. And when you play each other four times over the course of a season, you know each other's games so well, particularly, I mean, I mean, particularly Rangers and Celtic. I mean, what comes along with this, this game is so much more than just a result uh, or a performance. But this is such a big game because it will potentially leave Rangers empty-handed again and this will be uh, Celtic another opportunity for a treble it's still this cup hoodoo that's been that stretches back to 2011 uh, and it's one league in the last one major trophy in the last 12 years or so 11-12 years so it's huge pressure on it like you says the the achievement to get into a European semi-final is, is just huge and nobody's ever going to deny that or I'll have anything negative to say about that, but domestically, when you when you lose a six point lead in such a short space of time, it is it's, it's not it's not been good enough in terms of the domestic performances, you know. And it's that's things the European performances. If you can get to that level, you have no problem whatsoever. You have facing a different set of opponents that are, that are a different game, but now's the chance. You know, I said it last night. There's a lot of negativity if you lose this and then you get beaten that. Well, you've got the flip side. If you can get through in that and you can win that, then you've got a chance to finish the season on a real, real positive. So, leg one was done last night, now you move on to Sunday. I say, once that's done, you've got to move on, focus completely on Sunday, which is a massive, massive game. And if you can, if Gio can get through that, then Rangers can start looking forward to a cup final, which is the showpiece at the end of the season. What was your second point, Max? Second point is that, um, I agree with the panel 100%, but I think it's massively elevated to Scottish football as well. And uh, I wanted to make a point about uh, Celtic, obviously. They've done well with the new manager they've got. And uh, they've went on them like, you know, beating them. And they've done well. But I think having Rangers and Celtic back in the Champions League next year would be absolutely massive for Scottish football. And I also think that maybe Hearts in the Europa League group stages, um, just with the way that Rangers have pushed up the coefficient, um, I just think that the entirety of Scottish football should be a wee bit grateful to Rangers just for not just Rangers but just for pushing it ahead and I just wanted to make the point that Scottish football fans are so passionate and in my opinion they're the best fans in the world and I think having the big two back in the Champions League group stages and hopefully Hearts in the Europa League group stages I think it would just be massive for Scottish football and I think that you've got the national team doing better and the whole the whole it just seems like there's a bit of an upper strength Scottish football in general and I just think that if we've got Celtic and Rangers back in the Champions League Hearts and Europa League uh, group stages as well it'd be huge for Scottish football and I think we deserve it because you the atmosphere last night I was at the game and there's no fans like Scottish football fans and as much as we don't want to see Celtic doing well and they don't want to see us doing well I think Rangers deserve the credit you seen I got last night it was absolutely bouncing everybody's talking about it and I just think Scottish football's in a good place right now Hopefully we can push on And I just think Celtic and Rangers In the group stages As I said Would be huge And hopefully Hearts Can do it as well uh, Positivity will never Catch on to you will it No 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 <laughs> uh, I mean it's a fact of life That uh, Not everyone Who supports Celtic Would be happy to see Rangers get the result Last night And uh, not everyone who supports Rangers would be happy to think, well, it'd be good to see Ange Postecoglou get a treble. That's just the way it is here. Uh, and that's the way it should be. Rivalry is an integral part of football. 
So the rivalry's fine As long as everyone keeps it within the bounds of reason uh, But Max makes a good point That we are in a positive place in Scotland Celtic are doing what they're doing under Ange Postacoglu And it has been breathtaking for the Celtic fans Giovanni Van Bronckers for all He gets criticised for the domestic scene Has Rangers three games away from a European final Stevie Clark has us uh, hopefully playing Ukraine on the 1st of June And hopefully Wales on the 5th of June And we might be in a World Cup We're in a good place Well thank you to Max 01419511025 Give us a call now and you could be up next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, on the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 if you want to get in touch, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. We're taking a look back at Rangers' huge quarter-final victory against Braga last night, and of course, a bit later on, we'll be taking a look at the Scottish Cup semi-finals to come this weekend. Lots of good footballing action to come. Back on last night, Hugh, another two goals for. James Tavernier now the yeah. joint top goal scorer in the Europa League I know there's obviously the caveat that he's the penalty taker for Rangers as well but yeah. his influence in this Rangers team is huge and every round in Europe we seem to be seeing it even more I always go back to the, the ill-fated programme article where James Tavernier was criticised for saying that when people get in Rangers faces they weren't handling it well and he was slaughtered for that absolutely slaughtered but the contribution that he has made to Rangers And remember that contribution was started when Rangers were nowhere near as strong a squad as they are now The contribution he has made to Rangers Has been nothing short of immense uh, And uh, when he goes They'll miss him When a tie's on a knife edge, Kenny I can't imagine there's many right backs in the world That would be attacking the back post Three yards out from goal Two minutes into the game it's, you know, it's, it's really interesting when you see how his role has evolved since obviously from Steven Gerrard where it was wingers inside, fullbacks super high and, and them given the, the real width and being the attacking threat to when Giovanni came in and he wanted his, his fullbacks a little bit closer to home, his wingers a little bit wider and, and you never seen Tav getting as much forward, you never seen the assists, you never seen the crosses, definitely never seen the goals but when you get into a football club and you see what the players can bring how they play, where their strengths and weaknesses are. Now you see that. I mean, like, you think of Dortmund, it was, at that time it was a back five at that time, but it was wing back to wing back for the second goal. Last night it was full back to full back for the, for the opening goal in two minutes, which was such a big, big moment of that tie to get it and get that get that deficit gone within two minutes. It was huge. But when he gets in there, he wants to score. You know, he's hungry to score goals. You don't get many, many full backs that will have that mindset at the start of the game thinking, right, I'm going to score a goal tonight. You know, that's a striker's mentality. You know, so, but the numbers are, like you say, I mean, the numbers are scary. I mean, you can throw another 100 odds assists on top of that. Almost 200 goal involvement since it, since he's came to the club. It's uh, it's just incredible numbers for any kind of player, but for a fullback, it is special. Is that something Giovanni Van Bronckhorst over the last few months has, has maybe learned that his fullbacks can be such a, a weapon that he's maybe had to adapt his, his system and his style of play just to get them forward more? I think he has there's, there's no getting away for that Because You've seen it when he first came in Tav was really really reserved Really reserved for, for From the positions that you had seen him in Under Steven Gerrard But now He's now back higher up And I think last night 
uh, having Ramsey in front of him. I mean, Ramsey started on the right, just coming inside and effectively going anywhere he wanted just to get on the ball and affect the game. And I thought he was outstanding as well last night. But having a player like that, but you can find in those areas, get him the ball to then go beyond and get high and get wide. And the way they just play it, it just suits Rangers. I mean, Rangers are best when they are on front foot and they're aggressive. And the fullbacks are a big, big part of that. I mean, Barisic has come under for a lot of criticism this year. As has quite a few other players. Again, Roof, a lot of criticism over the, over his maybe certain performances in, in the old firm games. But what I did say to that is Roof's goal-scoring record is, is outstanding. Uh, you can't just throw players into an old firm game after. I think that, that was before... The weekend, I think his only two starts were the old firm game. So there's so much going on in that team, but they're best when they're front foot. Absolutely. And the full backs are a big, big part of it. 01419511025 is the number you need. Andy is a Rangers fan up next in Glasgow. Andy, what's on your mind tonight? It's just that the panel were talking about how Sunday's so big for Rangers, and if it's do or die, surely the two ties against Leipzig are doing die. I think it's just a case of Rangers have so many big important games coming up Hugh Well we're talking about Sunday because that's the next game and uh, it's Celtic against Rangers and it's the semi-final of of the cup and uh, Rangers haven't won the Scottish Cup for many years and Celtic if they win the tie would fancy themselves to win the Scottish Cup with all respect to Hearts and Hibs and uh, there may be maybe a treble at stake so we'll get to Leipzig when we get Nearer to the 28th of April But right now we're dealing with the 17th of April Andy? No, just like So Rangers getting to the semi-final Last night like, No, that doesn't matter It's just how you're playing We're being funny Celtic doesn't matter We're playing RB Leipzig In the semi-final of a major yeah, but, uh, so, so Andy, are you are you not bothered about the Scottish Cup At all this season? Oh no, I guess if they beat Celtic, kill cool, that totally deflates the treble talk. But I'm not being funny with a bigger game, Celtic or RB Leipzig. Yeah, well, but is it not just that, that Celtic is the next game? It's in two days' time. Rangers have, have played a big quarter final. Qualified for the semi finals of the Europa League last night. And we've, and we've, and, and we, well, we've spent the first half hour talking about nothing else. I mean, I mean, Kenny, two things can exist at once. It can be a, a huge win for Rangers last night, but even Giovanni Van Bronckhorst post-match after the game last night, he'd already turned his attentions to Sunday because that is Rangers' next big game. And that's what he needs to do. You know, as, 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 the, as the manager of that football club, knowing everything, that, all the demands that are put on you, on that football club, I mean, I'll be honest, this is the first time I've ever heard a fan say that the old firm game doesn't matter. <laughs> it's... Uh, it is, it's for me, again, Giovanni's right. You win, and it's um, again, all we've says is how big an achievement it is. And like you says, when you get close to the 28th, then our focus will be on, on Leipzig and how Rangers can approach that game. Will they get through? What problems are they going to be facing? At the moment now, we're less than 40 hours away from an old firm Scottish Cup final. That's where, again, we've not even really discussed it at all. No. But that's the next game for both clubs. It's not just Rangers for Celtic. It's an absolutely massive game as well. Because everything that goes along with that fixture, there is nothing, there's no other word than massive that can go into describing that fixture and everything that goes along with it. How you can listen to the first half hour of a programme and then say, yeah, I, I, why are you not discussing it? We'll spend a full half hour discussing it. Now, can I ask Kenny a question? Kenny, what would you rather win? Scottish Cup or the UEFA uh, Europa League? Well, that's that is again a, a question. And in, in essence, of course, when you're in, you would you would probably rather win a European competition. There's no doubt about that because it comes about so rare. I mean, Ali McCoy was on last night saying he didn't think he would see 
uh, Rangers with a possibility in another European final and they're two games away for that so in essence yes but there's so much more that surrounds uh, that question right are you willing to give up a and just write off an old firm semi-final for me absolutely not that becomes the next the next game is always the biggest game and because it is an old firm game in a semi-final of a Scottish Cup when Rangers have not won a major trophy in terms of a cup not the league since 2011 it comes in that is something that's been thrown at Rangers managers over the last 10-11 years now and you've got a chance to put that right this year in a semi-final against your 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 biggest rival so that becomes the next game that becomes where all the focus goes on and it doesn't become a less important game based on a game that's going to be in 10-12 days after that that's for sure but yeah I get you yes you would rather probably win a European competition than, than the Scottish Cup and when we get this uh, Celtic Rangers game out of the way on Sunday then we'll focus on the remainder of the league title race because Celtic will go to Dingwall and before that Rangers will play Motherwell and is there a twist and a turn left in this tale so you can't suspend all other matches and just dismiss them from your thinking and sit there talking about nothing other than Leipzig until the 28th of April. There's other things going on. Well, there's one thing for sure. The clubs will never do that, you know, because they know what the demands and what's expected of them every time they cross that white line. So uh, in terms of a set of players and a set of coaching staff, everything goes into Sunday. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on. If for those players and for those clubs, if they don't win that game on Sunday, it will feel like the end of the world. Andy, on last night, as a Rangers fan, just how big did that feel? How much did you enjoy it? What can it do for Rangers' season? Oh, it, it was massive for Rangers' season. It was massive for Scottish football. Never mind just Rangers. It was massive for Scotland. We, we're no rubbing shoulders with the cream. We are um, now part of the cream. We're in the semi-finals. If Rangers don't win on Sunday, right, cool, just right after the rest of the season and focus on Europe. Well, There's a 12-point swing. Which means like Games are bogey really If there's a 12 points Swing in the league On Super Scoreboard tonight In Frankfurt And on Super Scoreboard In Leipzig uh, They'll be saying Well uh, In Frankfurt They'll be saying We went to The New Camp Stadium And beat Barcelona We are the cream of Europe And in Leipzig They'll be saying We went to Bergamo And uh, defeated Atalanta And we are the cream of Europe So Everybody's Full of cream If Rangers don't when on Sunday do you expect as many Rangers fans to just sort of brush it off as easily as Andy's going to? No, I would say no. I mean, that would be, I think, Monday night show would be really interesting if, if that result was to happen. Yes, you will always have looking forward to it. And again, like I say, I've just, I've never heard that kind of dismissing of, a, of an old firm game. The fact that there's a, there's a, a potentially bigger game in, in 10, 12 days I get I get the point when you look at it as black and white do you want to win that or do you want to win that I think the answer is always going to be clear but not won a domestic cup for 11 years probably going to go like Andy says it's not quite games of bogey but Celtic heavy heavy favourites to go on and lift the league lost already lost out in the league cup this is a chance to go and win silverware and again with the greatest respect it's probably the better chance to go and win silverware well, thank you to Andy, 01419511025, if you want to get in touch. Let's hear a bit more from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, though. Here's what he had to say about Kemar Roof after last night's performance. Well, he doesn't prove, he has to prove everything, you know. We just um, just supported him in his play and, and give him the confidence uh, every player needs. 
you know, in the last months, he's been, uh, you know, very, uh, very important. He scored uh, the winner against Aberdeen. He had two uh, uh, assists against Dundee. And now, you know, he scores the, the 3-1. So, you know, we just, you know, uh, support him in, uh, in becoming uh, and, <clears throat> and be the best player he can be in the game. So uh, I'm very happy with his performances. And, and of course, striker needs goals and confidence to, to be confident. And, uh, you know, he did it on Sunday. And today he scored a, a very important um, goal as well, and of course, you know, with the with the penalty, he had a great run where uh, they had they uh, they had the red card. I think there were some concerned Rangers fans on the phone when Alfredo Morelos was ruled out for the rest of the season, especially when it came to these big games in Europe. But Kemar Roof more than played his part last night. Yeah, I go back to uh, the Celtic game at Ibrox, uh, where Kemar Roof that day did not have his finest hour and a half and people at the end of it all because Celtic won people said well he's no Alfredo Morelos that's for sure uh, but the hat-trick against St Mirren and the goal last night must have left him in a position of sky-high confidence He, I'm sure tired though he may be I'm sure he can't wait for Hamden at 2 o'clock on Sunday because he'll feel very good about himself and feel that there are more goals there. Yeah, Kenny, it felt like it probably wasn't going to be his night for a lot of last night. A couple of goals chalked off, hit the bar from a few yards out, but he just kept going, kept persevering and was the man to get that winning goal. Yeah, it was. And again, that's that's what good strikers do. They constantly put themselves in positions to, to score. They're up there to be shot at when you miss. Uh, but he's, I thought his all-round performance last night was really good. I, th- I felt the... The the way that Rangers played with Aribo just off him pretty close to him and Ramsey again playing off the right. Aaron Ramsey's not a right winger. He comes inside and he plays and he takes part in the game. And it was his run that actually freed Roof up to get the run and get the penalty. I just felt having those players in and around him. Obviously Ryan Kent, I thought he saved his best performances, no doubt for for European nights as well. But having those players round about him, he needs players about him. You seen in the Celtic game, he was maybe a little bit isolated and become a battle with Carter Vickers and Starfelt, uh, and it wasn't a, a great night for him in, in either of the old firm games. But I did, I would say, in that second old firm game a few weeks back, that was his second start, and both starts were in the in the old firm games. You know, you can't just expect to throw a player in a game every month and expect him to be at top form. Now he's had a few games now in a run he's scoring goals he's had a brilliant performance last night like you say he, sh- he could have had the match ball last night you know maybe he should have had the match ball because I felt the first goal that was cancelled out for the, the, the ball that grazed past Barisic's fingers which was supposed to be a uh, a handball call which I felt was harsh that goal for me should have probably stood because there's no way it was deliberate that's for sure but he had a good night a really really good night it was a constant threat on the shoulder of the defenders uh he was aided by some really, really good players in and around him. So he fully deserved that goal, you know. And after a, a bit of criticism over the last kind of month or so, I think he fully deserved it. Now let me tell you about this. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals. Well, Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals now sits at £25,750. Anytime Celtic or Rangers score, we throw money into our cash jackpot. And three huge goals for Rangers last night means we're sitting just shy of £26,000. And on Sunday, when the two teams face each other, each goal is worth £500. So we are edging closer to that £30,000 mark. Don't miss out. Get your phone out now. And this is how to enter. Text GOAL to 61025. That's G-O-A-L to 61025. 
01419511025 It's £2 to text plus your standard message rate Over 18s only There's full terms and online entry for this competition at Clyde1.com Entry lines close at 6pm on Saturday the 21st of May That's Scottish Cup final day For your chance to be our winner at the end of the season Text GOAL to 61025 now Good luck 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans here with me Andrew McLean on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 0141-951-1025 is the number you need to get in touch or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB I uh, saw a clip from last night Kenny that you sort of get denied a a hug there by by Ali McCoy. He was running the opposite direction from you. Well, you know what? See if you actually look at it closely. My immediate reaction was there to go that way, and Ali was there and thought, "Oh, he's been me, so he wanted to grab the nearest guy." You know, but no, it was just an amazing to see that. I mean, everybody knows what Rangers means to means to Super Ali, and it was uh, sheer joy uh, and maybe a wee bit of relief as well when that goal went in. But it was a. Uh, it was see, see the noise when the goals go on at Ibrox in this European run. You know, I've, a lot of people have said it. People, whether it be ex-players that have been at the game or players that have actually played in big, big games uh, over the years, not just at Rangers but at other clubs as well, they're saying they've not experienced anything like it. And you know, I actually spoke to a, a couple of Braga staff members uh, at the end of the game and they were like, I, I can't believe this this atmosphere. Never, ever experienced anything like it. He actually went away saying, I'm a Rangers fan now. So it's uh, special nights at Ibrox in European games. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number Martin in Motherwell has dialed. Martin, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, hello, uh, that last caller said the old firm does the matter. I'm sorry, but he's absolutely talking at his backside. Uh, and, and here's why: each year, if Rangers are lucky enough to get to the group stages in Europe and even get the remote chance of getting out of the later rounds. It's not expected. We are not expected to win the Champions League. We are not expected to win the Europa League. If we go far, it's a bonus. It's great. The euphoria is amazing. It's something you're going to talk about to your kids, your grandkids. You're going to remember forever. But we are expected to win the league. We are expected to win the Scottish Cup. And we're also expected to win the League Cup. The Celtics already took the League Cup. They're sitting in a good position in the league. If we lose this game on Sunday and Celtic win another treble, I would be absolutely raging. And I know a few other Rangers fans would be as well. So to try and dismiss this game just because we're in a semi-final of the Europa League, I think that's absolutely nonsense. You you can take it that that his view will not be held by 99.9% of people, whether they support Rangers or Celtic. Uh, in my lifetime, I have never known a Celtic Rangers or Rangers Celtic game to be of no importance. So by the time two o'clock on Sunday comes around, everyone knows that the country will be divided in two and it will be all eyes on Hamden to see what happens. If Celtic win the game and if Celtic get a treble, then I think that Rangers would have to win the Europa League for the fans to be happy. Because at the end of the day, there's euphoria after the Braga result. There's a semi-final to come and possibly a final. Um, But if Celtic win the treble and Rangers do not win the European competition, then people like Martin on the line will feel a strong sense of disappointment. Even though we can go on ad infinitum about Borussia Dortmund, Red Star, Braga, possibly Leipzig, 
And who knows what they're after If Rangers don't win the European competition And Celtic win the treble The Celtic fans will be ecstatic And the Rangers fans will be deflated Kenny, is one of the important things about winning a domestic trophy Is that it also means that your rivals aren't winning that domestic trophy It's not when, not at the start, no But I think now, in this moment that we're in right now With the game less than 48 hours away Then that absolutely is, is important Because Celtic, would this be what, the fifth treble in six years here? Uh-huh. Uh, that's unheard of Absolutely unheard of And when you factor in, in since 2011 Rangers have won one major trophy in that 11 year spell And now you're talking about Potentially five trebles out of six uh, No Rangers fans I'll, I'll not accept that there, There's no way Rangers fans would accept it and, and, and they shouldn't either Martin that lift That buzz that, that Rangers And their supporters have got From that victory last night Do you think that could Really give them a boost Going into Sunday? Well the The fans are definitely Going to be on a high um, but, but as Kenny said there as well that Five trebles in six years when we brought Stephen Gerrard in, the project to change Rangers and a better standard of football, better player, and now Giovanni, these days are trebles. They were supposed to be gone. They were supposed to be few and far between. I mean, before Rangers hit the dark days, trebles didn't exactly come along every season or two. It was a very, very hard thing to achieve. So, yes, we won the league last year. Uh, we've already lost the League Cup. We're no sitting too great in the league. I just I totally find that unexcusable if we do not give 100% focus to this game on Sunday. Europe, brilliant, but it is not the immediate focus. Every inch of support, enthusiasm, passion for the fans, it needs to be into this game on Sunday. There's absolutely no doubt that that's the way Rangers will approach the match. There will be no complacency, no rest to go on laurels because they beat Braga because they're in the semi-final of the Europa League. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has played in this city for Rangers against Celtic and he knows exactly how important it is for the Rangers supporters. Ange Postacoglu, in a short space of time, has come to understand the importance of this fixture uh, and he's won the last two. And if he wins three in a row... Then again the Celtic fans will be ecstatic And the Rangers fans will say Hold on Three defeats from Celtic In a row In three different grounds Ibrox, Celtic Park and Hamden Not acceptable So The traditional intensity Will be there For both teams Both sets of fans Come two o'clock Sunday afternoon Kenny is it a case of no matter what comes Before one of these fixtures What follows one of these fixtures once game day is there, there's no other focus. The players on the pitch, the fans aren't thinking about anything else other than that 90 minutes. You know, there's there's normally a case, again, if these types of European nights are not there, that fans are looking at these games two, three weeks in advance. You know, because that is the game. Particularly if it being a, being a semi-final. And another wee point on what Hughes just said there, Giovanni will be very, very aware that since he's came to the club, he's lost his two old firm games. And this is a third one And the last thing you want to do Is go three, four, five games Without an old firm win under your belt As a as a player or a manager But uh, he'll be very, very aware of that And that's why the whole thing About this The, the, the European semi-final Maybe being more important that, 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 that's, that is nonsense You know, everything For both clubs, by the way Not just Rangers It's not as if Celtic are saying Well, you know what? We're sitting top of the league We've already won the League Cup So it doesn't matter if we win the Scottish Cup Not at all They'll be wanting to go And actually when, when the... When one's doing well They'll be wanting to kick the other one when they're down And they've got a chance 
to then go and beat Rangers and be potentially a game with no disrespect to, to Hearts or Hibs if whoever goes through on Sunday will be the favourites in the final you know and rightly so so there's so much at stake on Sunday you know for both clubs not, not just for Rangers not just for Celtic there is so much at stake and every one of the players and staff on both sides will be fully focused on that job and they know how important it'll be come 4 o'clock on Sunday that they've got that result Martin how confident or otherwise are you about Sunday? Um, I'm fully confident. Um, I'm, I'm always confident in every old firm game, um, certainly since Stephen Gerrard took over. But as we know, anything can happen. Anything can happen on the day. But the way Rangers are capable of, capable of playing, the players we do have, it's like you see Celtic putting seven by St Johnson, but there's other games where they're struggling, like um, Bodo Glunt, for example. I know it was still in Europe, but. Celtic were expected to to beat them. Every team has a good days and every team has a bad days. And I'm I'm 100% that Rangers are taking this on Sunday. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. Well, thank you to Martin. It's now time for this. Your chance to play Beat the Pundit. All you need to do is phone in on 0141 951 1025 before 7 o'clock to test your knowledge and take on either Hugh Keevans or Kenny Miller. Make sure, as I say, you phone in before 7 o'clock and you can be up next. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 is the number you need. We've been talking about Rangers' quarter-final victory against Braga last night. Rangers fans, I'm sure you'll have much more to say on that one. And of course, we've got two big semi-finals this weekend as well. Hearts against Hibs tomorrow. That's a 12:15 kickoff, and then of course Celtic against Rangers on Sunday. So Celtics fans, Hearts fans, Hibs fans, we want to hear from you as well. 014 one nine five one one zero two five. But now it's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. slash football. Time for beat the pundit. How are your records recently? How are you getting on? Uh, I have won four out of the last five, but I had a really scruffy. 2-1 on Monday night Really scruffy win If you've been in the studio You'd have got conjunctivitis watching it Kenny? Not bad recently, yep Not a bad uh, record recently I think maybe the one in the last three or four A couple of close ones uh, But no, not bad Right, we've got Ryan on the line Ryan, who would you rather face? Uh, Kenny Kenny, why Kenny? Well, I'm an Angels man, so has to be Kenny Alright, okay, simple as that I thought there was going to be some fighting talk there But no, just uh, <laughs> yeah, simple as that Rubbish, never had any <laughs> Have you played before, Ryan? Uh, no, I have not. Right. You know the rules. 30 seconds. Uh, answer as many questions as you can. Remember, the key is you can pass. So uh, as many questions and you can take on either Hugh Keevans or Kenny Miller. Uh, we'll go heads for Hugh Keevans, tails for Kenny. And it's tails. You're up against Kenny. You got your wish, Ryan. Good stuff. Good stuff, right. I will put Kenny over to Clyde too. All good. I've had the... Uh, thumbs up from Kenny So we are ready to go Are you ready Ryan? Ready Here we go Which Rangers player was fouled for their penalty last night? Kimar Roof Which English side was John Gadetti on loan at Celtic from? Man City Name any of the last three Scottish players to score a hat-trick for Rangers 
Jason Holt Who was the manager of Dundee the last time they finished in the top six in 2015? James McPeak Name any St Mirren player in their 2013 League Cup winning squad who now plays for an English Premier League side John McGinn Name any top flight club whose ground is based in a town and not a city St Johnson Oh no <laughs> Dear right uh, Ryan how do you think you got on? I think I got on alright but I think Kenny will beat me Right okay okay Right uh, what did you make of that performance Hugh? I will listen to Clyde too oh, as well there we go Good Brilliant Fantastic uh, We'll keep you in suspense then Kenny You ready to go? Let's do it Which Rangers player Was fouled for their penalty Last night? Ruth Which English side Was John Gadetti On loan at Celtic from? Man City Name any of the last Three Scottish players To score a hat-trick For Rangers Arfield Who was manager of Dundee Last time they finished In the top six In 2015? Paul Harley uh, name any St Mirren player In their 2013 League Cup winning squad Who now plays for an English Premier League club Pass Name any top flight club Whose home ground is based in a town And not a city Elgin Ah Done with the city there Ryan what do you think? I think we drew Right okay let's have a look through First question Which Rangers player was fouled For their penalty last night Fresh in the memory That was Kemar Roof Of course you both got it So that's one all Which English side Was John Gadetti On loan at Celtic from You both got that as well Manchester City That's two all Name any of the last Three Scottish players To score a hat-trick For Rangers Ryan said Jason Holt You went for Scott Arfield oh, Who's Canadian, Canadian. Hey, Scottish Come on now Half Scottish Kenny <laughs> think of Rangers players Who may have scored A, a hat-trick Boy, they are Me? Yep, yourself yeah, in there And Jason Cummings as well Would have been another answer So it stays at 2 all. Who was manager <laughs> yeah, was. Who was manager of Dundee The last time they finished In the top six Paul Hartley was the answer Kenny got it Ryan didn't So it goes 3-2 To Kenny Name any St Mirren player In their 2013 League Cup winning squad Who now plays for an English Premier League club You could have gone Kenny McLean You could have gone Paul Dummett Ryan went for John McGinn that was correct as well So it goes three all You both got one final question in Name any top flight uh, club Whose home ground is based in uh, a town And not a city Kenny went for Elgin You, you went for Elgin, Elgin city, but... And Who did you go for again Ryan? This is uh, bad St Johnston Of course that's Perth Of course you did So that means that it's a draw And we are going to a tiebreaker I promise never, Kenny, never, ever, ever to mention again that you failed to get a question when you were the answer. <laughs> it was that long ago, you couldn't have thought of you. A Scottish player's not got a hat trick since 2010, that was. Right, okay, so tiebreaker time. Right, Kenny, I want you to write your answer down. Ryan, I want you to say your answer. How many times have Celtic and Rangers been runner-up in both the Scottish Cup and Scottish League Cup combined? How many times have Celtic and Rangers been runner-up in both the Scottish Cup and Scottish League Cup combined? Ryan? Kenny first. Oh, Kenny first, sorry. Show me your answer. 58. 58 for Kenny. Ryan? 88. 88 for Ryan. Kenny, that... Is an incredible guess You are one out 59 oh. Ryan You've been beaten And in some style There on the tiebreaker I can't be mad at that That's alright Well done Kenny yeah, Unlucky goal. Ryan. Goal, Ryan Cheers mate Keep Unlucky Ryan Make sure yep. to Give us a call again Sometime soon <sighs> Snatched it 
Absolutely snap. You've got to be you've got to be happy with that I've one. Had a, it was a big guess. Uh, I've had a few tiebreakers of late. I've yeah. came I've came out Trumps you. Came up Trumps. God, that's not bad. That's not bad, is it you? No, no, no. To any victory. I I took it Monday and it was a shambles. Yeah, and I've had a long week, a long tiring yeah. week as well on the pro license. It's uh, I'm I'm a bit a bit low, so uh, yeah. We'll just brush Good over way. the fact that it was it was complete guesswork. But there we go. Yeah. Good work, good work. Of course, thank you to Ryan. 01419511025. Lots to talk about. Semi-finals upcoming this weekend. So let's turn our attentions to that. The big one on Sunday, Celtic against Rangers. We've already heard plenty about it, Hugh, but it's another season-defining game. Yeah, I mean, it could not be more finely poised. Um, Celtic, the performance in scoring seven goals... Uh, against St Johnston was superb and then they could put their feet up and Rangers played St Mirren the following day and then Braga last night and over the course of those two games Rangers have scored seven goals Uh, we all know what's at stake if Celtic win they have put a very large down payment on a treble they haven't got it but they've put a very large down payment on a treble if uh, if Rangers win, they take tremendous heart from that and will again, I think, have renewed belief that the league might not be over. They'll see how Celtic on in Dingwall and then they go to Celtic Park to, to play them. So it is of huge significance for both teams. Also, just to clear up, beat the pundit, a few people tweeting in saying that Elgin is a town. Yes, it is a town, but it was top flight club. So that's why Kenny was wrong there. But... There I don't go. think you said top flight by. I, I definitely said top team. flight. Why are they called? <laughs> I don't, don't complain. You won. It's fine. It's fine. We'll move on. We'll move on. Kenny's on the card. Don't worry. <laughs> Kenny, the fact that Celtic have had a week to prepare for this one, does that give them the upper hand? Can managers overthink this when they've got too much time? Does the fact that Rangers have, have played only a few days before does that put them at a disadvantage at all? You know, there's 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 arguments for both sides. You know, yes, you would probably have much preferred to have a week's prep without a extra time on a Thursday night before a semi-final but then you've got the flip side that you can take that energy you can take the performance everything that's went along uh, with last night and uh, and the feel-good factor into Sunday and like you say if you can get the result on Sunday there might just be a wee bit of renewed belief okay well Celtic now if we can put them under pressure next week when we play first they can uh, Rangers can then put a little bit of pressure on the league as well but it's absolutely huge so you know I think Celtic will be happy in the fact that they've been able to have a, a normal week without a midweek game. The fact that the team that they're playing has went to extra time on a Thursday night against a very good uh, level of opposition and the game's like literally two, two and a half days later. So, yeah, they could look at that as they may be going into the game better prepared, uh, prepared physically for the game. But I think off the back of last night's result, Rangers players, and the fact that it's an old firm game in a Scottish Cup semi final, they'll be going into it full of energy after last night. 01419511025 if you want to get in touch. Alec is a Celtic fan in Renfrew. Alec, how are you feeling about Sunday? I, 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 I had to phone up, man. The last two Rangers fans on, man. What are they all about? You know, I mean, we've already scalped them at Parkhead. We give them a goal at a start at Ibrooks. Now, when we go and beat them on Sunday at Hamden, I think they should move the fourth game to Murrayfield, and that means we'll beat them in four different stadiums. You know what I mean? They're getting above themselves. They already think they've, they've won the Europa League. Counting up, Lipset, who is a far better team, and I think, than Dortmund at the moment. 
know, they're just getting they're, they're, they're throwing all their eggs into one basket now because they know they're going to get done over on Sunday. They're throwing all their, their eggs into one basket saying, oh, we're going to concentrate on Europe now. You know what I mean? Alec is giving us the old time stuff. This is the way it should be. We will scalp them. This is the kind of talk that we need prior to the Celtic Rangers game. Um, maybe Alec skims over the fact that when Celtic won at Ibrox, the Celtic supporters assumed that was the league one. So the same kind of thinking applies to them as well as the Rangers supporters. The Rangers supporters, Alec, I think, are perfectly entitled to be very happy this Good Friday because it is a Good Friday for them because they're in the last four of the Europa League. They are entitled to every ounce of happiness. And you as a Celtic fan are entitled to every ounce of confidence that you feel going into Sunday. But let me assure you, the game will not be moved to Murrayfield. Kenny, we're so used to Celtic and Rangers fans having just opposing views on absolutely everything. But it is possible for both sets of fans to be going into this one in a confident mood. Celtic, because of their previous performances against Rangers and their recent form domestically as well. But Rangers fans, because of what they've done in Europe. Yeah, and like Hugh says, this is what we expect going into the Old Firm weekend. It's uh, You get so many varying opinions on how the game's going to go before the last league game. It's, you had, we had one feet side saying either team was going to hammer the other team. See, the reality is, they're two very, very good teams. And on any given day, they can beat each other. I mean, I felt Celtic Park, that first performance, uh, sorry, that first half performance was sensational. You know, and blew Rangers away. At Ibrox a few weeks back, I thought Rangers played very well. You know, Celtic got goals at good times. Again, just when Rangers were far better, the 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 better team at the start of the game, got their goal, really high energy out the trap, similar to last night. Celtic then got the goal that really deflated that energy a little bit and then scored just before half-time. And then the second half defended, seen a side of Celtic that maybe we've not seen this season, a side that defended, defended and defended so well. Defender going out, all hands on deck. But Rangers played pretty well in that game. So we've got two really good teams going at it and it will be a fantastic spectacle on Sunday. We'll stay on the line, Alec, and we'll let you hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu. He's saying Jorgis Yakimakis will miss this weekend's game after failing to recover from a hamstring problem. David Turnbull has been past fit. Kyogo could make his first start of the year, although Ange Postacoglu says he won't last the whole game. Yeah, with uh, with Yakimakis, um, prognosis wasn't anything too serious, which was pleasing. Probably would keep him out this weekend, but we're pretty confident he'll be available for next weekend. Uh, Dave Turnbull trained, he's fine. And the, on the other one was James Forrest trained and he's fine as well. No, I don't think he's ready to play 90 or 120, but, you know, um, he's ready to play. Uh, so great to get him some match minutes, um, you know, last week. And he's had two now, two solid weeks of training where he's done everything with the group. You know, as I said, we train pretty hard. So, you know, he's matched those levels. So it means he's ready to play. Can he see out 90, 120? Unlikely because he's been out for so long, but he's ready to play and that's the important thing. Alec, Ange Postacoglu says Kyogo's not ready to play the full game, but we, would you expect him to start on Sunday? Well, I'd expect him to start or in the last half hour, but by that time I think the game will be done anyway. But uh, Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong, I never watched the Rangers game last night, but did that team not have nine men in the park? Ten, 11 men at the, at the start, then 10 men, then nine men, yep. Yeah, right, so Rangers beat a nine-man team then? Well, they were all there, well... Uh, no, precisely. Did Rangers not beat a nine-man team? They did, aye. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, that's all. Because I never watched it. You know, I mean, I only but watched. What's your Celtic, point? What's your point, though? No, uh, I'm just meaning. Well, 
I think most teams could beat a nine-man team if they had eleven right, team in the past. You know, Saint Mirren, two thousand ten, never beat a nine-man team. Who? He's only bringing that up because he scored. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. By the way, again, if you've never seen the game, listen. You're right. Then they should have went on, and it shouldn't have went extra time. There's no doubt about that. But with eleven men on the pitch, with ten men on the pitch, Rangers were were by far and away the better team. Yes, when the main the main got sent off, it gives you a huge advantage. Yeah, but it was a good performance. That 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 was the thing. It was a really another really good European performance for start to finish. Uh, so I think, yep, they should have went through. And the fact that they lost uh, that Braga lost two men, but it was a it was a good strong performance, and anybody that's seen the game would have would have realised that. Alec, would you not like to see Celtic going far in Europe? But of late, they've been a, a letdown for you. Yeah, I would, but this season is more important than the league. The treble is more important than Europe. Every Rangers fan is going to say, "I cause you're not in Europe." Europe will take care of itself. Gig and another season. You know what I mean? Another season, another transfer window. And I think we'll be a far better team next year for Europe. Europe is is, is above us just now. Rangers are playing well in Europe. I can't take that away for them. Uh, but Celtic are—they're not good enough for Europe at the moment. But we'll get there. Ange will get there. You know what I mean? Every Celtic fan trusts Ange, so give him another uh, transfer window, and he'll get there. Kenny, it's no surprise that, that Alec and other Celtic fans will be in a confident mood coming into this one just based on their previous performances, not only against Rangers, but last game out scoring seven against St Johnson. Why would they not be undefeated in 33 domestic games? It's been uh, an incredible uh, runny form and, and the performance have been getting better. Some of them, yeah, there have been a few games, but you can't hit the heights that Celtic have hit every single week. You need to find a way to get the job done. And, and in games where they've maybe not been at the best, they've done that. You know, like, I keep coming back to it. Celtic are a really, really good team. You know, they've got a fantastic manager there who seems to be getting a, a real response out of his players at the moment. His recruitment's been superb. Again, Celtic are right to be going into this game, any game, uh, on, on a positive note and feel that their team can go and win any game of football. But again, so, so, social strangers. You know, when you go into this game, both sets of fans, both sets of players will be expectant to win this game. There is no getting away from it. And that, listen, I'm looking forward to it because I, I keep saying two great teams, two really, really good teams we've got in our country at the moment and they'll be going head to head at two o'clock on Sunday. Also a big change in the dynamic, Andrew, you know, because there'll be a Rangers end and there'll be a Celtic end and they'll have roughly 25,000 fans each. That gives us a, a dynamic we haven't had since they met in the League Cup final at Hamden. Some time ago So It adds to the occasion It's going to be one heck of a day Alec is that something you're looking forward to? There's been a lot of Debate around ticket allocations Over the last few years But the fact that it will be a 50-50 a split At Hamden Yes And it should be Back to Celtic fans at Ibrox And Rangers fans at Parkhead uh, But was it 12,000 or something You go It should be back Come on what world we're living in, you know what I mean? How can they just get their heads together and just get the fans back into both games? It makes it more excitement for both teams, not just one team. It makes it better. Say, there's 700 fans at a game is not going to do much difference, you know? When Rangers come to us, they're only getting 700, 700 tickets. That's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. It should be 12,000, 12,000 at Ibrox, 12,000 at Parkhead. You know what I mean? I'm glad it's half and half at Hamden because nobody could say no. You're not getting the half. You know, you're getting half and half. So I'm quite happy with that. I think it was more seven or eight thousand that were at yeah, Ibrox and yeah. Celtic Park when it was the sort of highest capacity. But as, as a neutral observer, it's 
something that, that people love to see that's what makes it a huge game the, the atmosphere fans from, from all over the world when people are watching from down south they, they'll want to see that, that rivalry in the stands as well as on the park of course it is I mean you know I, I, I'm, I'm like Alec I, I wish that we'd go back to that I understand that there's uh, high demand for season ticket sales in, in, in both camps but it's uh, playing in those games that was what I experienced as a player in those games as well. like you say I think it was about 7,000 at, at each uh, each stadium of uh, 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 visiting fans and it was you're right it's not just the energy between the teams going at it it's the energy in the stadium with the fans and when you've not got the fans or the, the number of fans in the stadium it does lose that little bit of energy and and electricity coming for the stand so yeah I would love to see that as well uh, it might never get back to those levels but I would like it to see go back to a, a more reasonable level of fans in. so whether it's three, four, five thousand, or if they could get some kind of agreement like Alex says getting their heads together and getting the 7,000 back at Ibrox and Celtic fans and 7,000 at Parkhead with Rangers fans I think it just adds to the whole the, be, the whole thing that surrounds the old firm There'll be no heads coming together while they're in this place they're in just now where one lot won't say old firm and the other lot won't say Glasgow Derby. So there'll be no heads coming together anytime soon. 01419511025 is the number you need. Give us a call and you could be up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 to get in touch, or as always, you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Let's get this full time teaser set up. As always, you can uh, email in your full time teasers at full uh, full time at Clyde One dot com. Uh, topical this one: name the last starting eleven that sent Rangers into the semi finals of a European competition. So that was a two 0 away win. Against Sporting Lisbon in 2008 All you need to do Name the players Who started the game Simple enough right, Barry Ferguson Barry Ferguson Correct Is the goalie Neil Alexander? It's not Griggsy Correct uh, Nacho so Novo Nacho Novo No I'll take one more off each Kevin Thompson Kevin Thompson Yes um, I don't think there's many That'll catch out here 2008 Stephen Whittaker Stephen Whittaker no, he's not on the list But I'll give you a bit of time to think about that And we'll come back to it uh, Of course Ange Postacoglu Doing press today ahead of The semi-final And he was asked today about Whether Rangers playing on Thursday night Will have any bearing on the game on Sunday Here's what he had to say I think if you fall into the trap of looking for some sort of Advantage or, or, or looking for Some sort of weakness then you know, I think that's where the pitfalls are We expect to play every opponent At their absolute best We don't think we're going to go out there On, on Sunday and, and because you know Rangers had a sort of uh, A big game last night That they're going to be something less than what they can be we, We'll go out there preparing to, For them to be the best they can be As we have in every game uh, we've played against them Or any other opposition to be fair And that means that you know, we, we prepare ourselves to be the best we can be. I think when you start looking for little things that potentially could work your way or not your way, they're obviously, you know, be pretty buoyed after the result last night and they could play their best game of the year against us on Sunday. And if we're not ready for that, then we're going to pay a price. So we're going to be ready for a strong opponent. You know, that means that we'll go in there absolutely um, also prepared to play our best game of the year. Is it as simple as that, Kenny? Or is it something players think about at all? No, I think he's, again, Ange normally speaks sense, I quite enjoy listening to him, so I think uh, it's pretty much nailed on, you know, it's, it, you can't, 
if you look at the potentially giving a team an excuse uh, and you think that's going to give you an advantage, you maybe take your eye off the ball. So they'll prepare. They'll prepare as if it's as if Rangers have got if I've had the same type of preparation, they'll be preparing for the best version of Rangers. Again, for me I think I think it will be. You know, after last night's result, Rangers can be fully confident going into the game. If they can match, you said at the start, if they can get the level of performance on Sunday, it's what they've seen in the European games and it's going to be a wonderful game, you know. So I wouldn't expect anything else for Ange there. Ange Postacoglu always talks about the, the standards he wants to set at Celtic and making sure they progress every week. Is it is it just that mindset, Hugh, that you think will just carry on? They, they won't even be thinking about the fact Rangers had to go to 120 minutes last night? Yeah, because he said right away there, and I love the way Ange Postacoglu speaks, he said right away there, don't fall into the trap. Because if Rangers go to extra time on the Thursday night, there's no point in jumping up and down saying, oh, that's it then, Celtic have won the semi-final because they've gone into extra time. Why? How, how, how does one follow the other? And that's Ange Postacoglu's thinking. Don't get sidetracked by Rangers went to extra time. Rangers did this or don't have this one. Of it. You have to focus on you and you alone and bringing your best game to this cup semi-final. 01419511025 is the number. Laurie from Deniston has rang. Laurie, what's on your mind? Hey, panel, good evening. I, uh, my thoughts uh, regarding the game on Sunday, I, irrespective of whether Rangers had played last night or not, I still think that Celtic will win the semi-final on Sunday. I think they've got too much pace for Rangers. Uh, I think that Rangers naturally will be on a natural high. Uh, the adrenaline will be flowing. I think realistically, and I hear what Ange said, and as always he's a diplomat and he's a level-headed guy, etc., and he doesn't want it to be seen to be, uh, as being disrespectful towards any opposition. But you would have to say that the rigours of last night's performance inevitably must take a toll on Rangers uh, the longer that game goes on Sunday. Celtic, you know, at the moment are like an unstoppable force of nature. They're blowing everything away in their path. It's like a typhoon or a tornado. So to the Rangers supporters and their fiefdoms, of what Burn, Lark, Call and Colwannon, I'll say to them, hey, watch out, guys. Hurricane Ange is coming your way on Sunday. Well, Predicting a storm there. We've got Sean Batty on the line. Laurie, what about Drumchapel, Burgedi and Bayliston? <laughs> <laughs> Aye, well, Hugh, there are those places as well, I suppose, you know. Um, I, I think that Ange Postacoglu does not go out of his way to avoid sounding disrespectful I think Ange Postacoglu Has a Perfectly logical way of looking at things And I think Laurie you've made the assumption And it is an assumption until you are Proved correct An assumption that The game The extra time Will inevitably Take something out of Rangers That has yet to be shown uh, and Ange Postacoglu is going down that road He's saying no assumptions No pitfalls, no traps Just make sure that Celtic play well And assume that Rangers will play well too Kenny Laurie was talking about extra time Taking it out of the Rangers players How big a difference is that extra 30 minutes? On the end of a game That's a, that's a midweek game ahead of the weekend Does it make a, a big difference to the fitness of the players? And fitness, no. I think it's uh, it makes a it makes a huge difference. This, I mean, the game in itself, playing on the Thursday night, makes a huge difference. I mean, 
if you give any manager the option, you've gone into a huge game at the weekend, whether it be Saturday or Sunday and the game's Wednesday or Thursday, it doesn't really matter. If you can give them more preparation time to take it, that, that's a fact. Uh, so there's no doubt there's going to have, there's something in the, playing the game in itself it takes something out of the legs again when you've had a really really good result and you're on a high again sometimes it might you might not feel it as much but extra time absolutely makes a big difference I wouldn't expect to look for it for an excuse for, for Rangers I wouldn't expect Ange to look for it to be an advantage for Celtic but playing 120 minutes on, on a Thursday night and finishing at half past 10 quarter to 11 on the Thursday night and you've got the you've got a game at 2 o'clock on the Sunday it is, it is an ideal prep but You've come off the back of a wonderful result. You're riding high. Uh, you've got to take that energy and give everything into it. Then you've got a week's a week's prep going into the next game. Given the way Rangers started that game, is it going to be tough for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to change it up too much in terms of personnel? Because you'd expect he'll want exactly the same as he saw in the opening stages of the game last night. Uh, I, I would expect so. I think the the players perform very very well. So it would be much of the same. And I know I know managers and coaches will have one eye on games that are ahead and they may have things uh, for certain games they think it may be a player or a little tweak here or there that a player suits a, a game more than another but uh, off the back of last night I, I liked the way they played I think the particularly Roof in the, in the, in the forward area I think uh, having Roof, Ramsey, Aribo and Kent I think they're really really dangerous yeah they put a lot on it last night but everybody will want to play every player the Rangers or Celtic I want to be playing in this game on Sunday so they'll be putting that aside and uh, I would expect Rangers to be pretty similar maybe maybe one change or so but I would I would expect them to be really similar to the lineup uh, that they played last night Laurie Ange Postacoglu says that Yakimakis is unlikely to make the game is it a simple for you just to put Kyogo up front? Well I, I can see uh, who else would be suitable as an alternative and what an alternative by the way to bring that guy on uh, I think we'll maybe miss uh, the big Greek guy's physical presence in the box. But we'll approach the game differently, maybe the ball over the top. Uh, and uh, Kyogo, if fully fit, uh, will pose serious problems for Rangers on Sunday, as will Maeda. And you would make a terrific poker player because he'll look you in the eye and tell you something and you're thinking, hmm, I wonder. Because you, know, you would think that Kyogo given that it's Hamden, given that he came on from the start uh, and won the Cup, the Premier Sports Cup for Celtic against Tibbs early in the season, you would think it would be automatic to put him in from the start, but Ange isn't showing his hand. I think it's a shame for Celtic that Giacomacus is not playing. I did note that Ange Postacoglu did say he'll probably miss this weekend. Am I reading too much into that? Um, well, I, I think he said... I, I think he said it'll probably come too soon for him. Well, I think if you say that many plays, then you you invite people to say you're not being entirely truthful with us. Um, but I, I don't think Giacomacus will play. Um, I, I think that uh, Kyogo might be on the bench at the start. Uh, you could have uh, Yota, Maeda, Abada. Um, so we'll find out pretty soon but uh, I think it's a shame because Giacomacus had started to really come to life I think 12 goals since the, the resumption of play after the winter break uh, and he was becoming more and more of a big man literally for Celtic uh, so I think it's a shame for them that he will not be there Is Ange Postacoglu likely to be more cautious of Kyogo this time round because there was a similar 
debate leading up to the last semi-final whether Kyogo was 100% fit to, to start or play a big part of course he played a big part scored the two goals that won Celtic the Cup but then didn't play for Celtic for three months after that I think we're in a different a different place at this at this time. I mean, at, at that moment, uh, it was a, obviously it was a huge game, being a cup final. Uh, Kyogo was such a vital player for Celtic at that time with his goals, with with the energy he brought to the team. I think it's a different a, a different time now. Is he a really good player? Is he going to be really valuable for Celtic moving forward? Of course he is, but I definitely think they will be looking at that and they won't want to rush him. But by all accounts, he's been training now for a few weeks, so he's he's not. Again, he is an individual where his fitness is going to be in a, in a different place to what he was back in the League Cup final. So uh, if he's if he's fat enough to be on the bench, a lot of people would say he's fat enough to start. So uh, and, I, and I think they will have been bedding him in. I know there was a lot of talk going into the last old firm game. He's fat, he's ripped, and he wasn't even involved. No. You know, So it's, uh, that was two weeks ago now. So he's going to be two weeks further down the line in terms of his training and his fitness. So I would expect he's, he probably could start. Whether he will start or not, that remains to be seen. Well, thank you to Laurie. Gary is a Rangers fan up next in Port Glasgow. Gary, are you still feeling delighted about last night? Uh, I am. I'm, 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 I thought they, they played. I wish they played like that every week. There you go. But uh, my main point is when they play against Celtic, and the last time they played against Celtic and the time before, Kenny would know us. Ruth playing high press, he's pressing high. Big massive space behind him. I think when you give Celtic too much risk, you don't press Celtic. You stand off them slightly. They're, too, they're, they're, a, they're a good. They're a good team. I think Rangers when they pressed high and pressed last night, and everybody pressed as a team. We've got as good a chance to beat Celtic as any. But I think last week uh, when we played them, we sat off them and they let them play through the middle. Once some plays a bit deep, Jack. Plays back. I, I, I think there's too much space behind Ruth, and I think Rangers need to press on. I don't know what you think about it. Kenny would know that, but you know, I think we need to press, press hard, and press high. I, th- I thought they did, to be honest, in the game at Ibrox. I think that was definitely for the game at Celtic Park that was really evident that, that Rangers sat off, probably allowed Celtic to get to the halfway line, really unchallenged, you know, and, and what that did is it allowed them to get positioned in Rangers Rangers half. Everybody was pretty much 30, 35 yards for the goal in, in, in the Rangers team and, and Celtic just literally knocked the ball about, they pulled Rangers apart and obviously we know what the result was at half time of that game. I thought that lessons were learned in, in that game, uh, moving into the game at Ibrox and Rangers started like a house on fire. They were high energy, they were in, the, in, their, in their faces, they did get up uh, and they got the goal. You know, and, and I still think they carried that on after the goal as well. I mean, I, I, again, one one uh, moment I thought was when Ryan Kent almost got on at the back post, similar to the Abada goal, the third goal at, uh, at Celtic Park that Abada got. If Kent had maybe just went that wee bit earlier, he maybe could have got on the end of a cross and, and, and got the second goal before Celtic got, got even into the games. But Celtic got a goal at a good time in that game. And I know it was only, I think it was seven minutes in, but seven minutes, it was high energy for Rangers. It was in Celtic's face. Maybe after that, because the goal deflated them a little bit, maybe affected the performance a little bit. But there's one thing for sure, the second half, I mean, we've seen the action areas of that game. It was all Celtic's penalty box because Rangers put them under a lot of pressure. You know, as I said, I'm going to go back to it. It's two good teams. On any day, they can impose their game on each other and that's what each manager will be expecting their players to do on Sunday. Well, thank you to Gary. 01419511025 is the number you need. Let's go back to this full-time teaser. Uh, so we're looking for the starting 11 
uh, from Rangers that beat Sporting Lisbon away in 2008 that got them in to the quarterfinals, uh, got them into the semi-finals, sorry, of what was the UEFA Cup at that point. So far, we've got Alan McGregor, Barry Ferguson, and Kevin Thompson. Alan Hutton. Alan Hutton, no. Davy Weir. Davy Weir, no. Broadfoot. Kirk Broadfoot, yes. Papach. Papach, yes. Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis, yes. I'll take one more each. No, you won't. Lee McCulloch. Right, Lee McCulloch, there we go. We'll finish there. Right. 01419511025. Of course, there's another big semi final tomorrow. Hibs against Hearts. We'll look forward to that one next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 0141-951-1025 if you want to get in touch let's have another go at this full time teaser uh, name the starting 11 the last time Rangers got themselves into the semi-finals of the European competition so the quarter-final second leg 2-0 win away to Sporting Lisbon so far you've got 7 of the starting lineup: McGregor, Broadfoot, Papach, Davis, Ferguson, Thompson and McCulloch 4 more to get I could have sworn that Stephen Whittaker scored in that game he did score in that game but he didn't start that game Ah, uh, Dashville correct yes also scored in that game I believe Two more I'll take one more each uh, You've got three more to get Sorry Big uh, Carlos Coelho There we go Right I'll uh, I'll finish that one off there We've got two left to go um, Another big semi-final That we've not really touched on yet oh. Tomorrow Hearts against Hibs That's going to be a, a Great one isn't it Hugh Salt and sauce semi So That would be uh, Very good I fancy Hearts strongly Not because Of uh, Andy Ballon d'Or Halliday um, But I just think that they are a settled team uh, They've had a terrific season As the promoted club And Hibbs One win in the last 13 I just think everything points to heart You have the same mind Kenny? Listen I can't, I can't argue with that <clears throat> Derby games you never know I think particularly when they're so soon After the last derby I mean you have to go into it And learn a lot from it but I have to agree with you I think they're a real settled team They're having a wonderful season Hearts They're uh, familiar in, in their jobs They're familiar in their roles Obviously Sean and Gary Have been in at Hibs now For three, three and a half months And it does, it's always going to take time You know it is going to take time And you've seen a lot of good stuff From, from Hibs But I just think this You know it's a semi-final And like I said They played each other last week and I know Gary and I know Sean really well and I know they'll have learnt a lot of lessons for last week and they'll be looking at things of how they can improve on a lot of a lot of the aspects of the game. But I just think hearts are very, very strong. Uh they show that by being sitting third in the league and and they are going to finish third in the league and they imposed that on, on, on Hibs last week. So it was uh it'll be a it'll be a tough game for both, but uh, I would I would probably just say hearts would probably just edge it. You take it semi final to semi final. Premier Sports Cup. Hibs three up against Rangers. Thereafter, the season implodes for a variety of reasons. They get rid of Jack Ross. They allowed Martin Boyle to achieve a life-changing move to the United Arab Emirates. Kevin Nisbet had a long-term injury. Christian Doidge fell out the side. And I think that Sean Maloney has walked into something that... Is in a transitional phase And right now They're not up to beating hearts 
Let's hear from both managers And afterwards we'll speak to Martin Who's on the line Who's a Hearts fan Let's start with Robbie Nielsen These these two games are almost season defining for us We've had a, a good season so far But we've got opportunity on Saturday To make it a great season You know it's going to be difficult Yes we get a good result at the weekend We're at Tynecastle against Hibs But you know it's a different ve- venue Different environment You know different pressure And you make sure we're ready for that as well And bit of standing You know but probably just a wee bit more than half In maroon and white uh, The fan base of you know, There's more tickets from out today Bought more up as well, so the more we can get, the more we're going to sell, and the place will be absolutely rocking. You know, I've been there before in a semi-final with fans, you know, against Hibs, and it's it's an un- unbelievable atmosphere. I've been there with no fans, and it's difficult, you know. But thankfully, both times we managed to get a result. I think that first 25-30 minutes was very positive, and I think that's been something this uh, last three or four months I've been in. We have seen those moments where we've had periods of periods of the game that are very good and now it's it is up to me uh, my staff and the players to really show that we can sustain it if we do then we can we can really shape the narrative of the season we can also shape the narrative of our biggest opponent's season and hearts will know that yeah it's different obviously time castles um very intense but i think for the first 30 minutes um, that that didn't have any effect on us um a neutral venue it's something that this club has is not done it's a chance for our players to create history to go and beat Hearts at Hamden, so it's an amazing opportunity for our team and we can't let it go. Well Martin is a Hearts fan on the line, we just heard Sean Maloney there saying that they can shape the narrative of not only their own season but of Hearts season as well, is that a bit of mind games on the go there? See, to be perfectly honest with you guys, I think he can play all the mind games he wants but I think they're already beating the tunnel to be perfectly honest with you. That had been a big psychological disadvantage to them last week, going 1-0 up, then after the second half Hearts could have Hearts absolutely ran riot You know what I mean It's just it's, I think we're just Assuming that said We're too strong for them In every area of the park We brought on Gary Mackay Stephen No disrespect to the guy They brought on Ewan Henderson A total gulf You know And I think Hibs actually Made a big mistake Letting Jack Ross go When they did That's Because I think If they did Where they were sitting When Jack Ross was the manager And where they are now They've just absolutely Been an absolute free fall I think Martin just sums up where Hearts fans are at the moment Their confidence levels The fact that they're by far and away The yeah. third best team in the league And surely they'll be confident They can get the better of Hibs tomorrow Well, you know Logic and reason tells you That when one side is settled Easily the third best team in the country And the other team has won one of their last 13 And is minus um, Players who have been outstanding for them Everything points to Hearts uh, I'll stick up for Ewan Henderson I think he's a, a good young player um, And would not let Hibs down But They've got the problems Dre Wright Who scored Last week Might not be fit enough to play in this one um, They've got Ryan Porteous back In the midst of a four game suspension He's allowed to play in the Scottish Cup He has to be careful He owes Sean Maloney And the Hibs supporters uh, A proper performance uh, he's far too indisciplined uh, And he could be a big player tomorrow If he gets it right But Everything points to hearts for me uh, You know the, Last week they looked to dominate After a mediocre beginning to the match They looked to totally overwhelm And dominate Hibs And they'll start off From that position tomorrow Kenny, how big a game is this for Sean Maloney? Because I think there's a lot of Hibs fans out there who are yet to be convinced he's the right man in the long term. Right, and rightly so. When you, when you say it's one game in thir- one one in thirteen, it's it's not great reading for 
for any team, particularly a team the size of Hibs. Uh, what I will say is time is, is needed to shape things. You know, when you come in mid-season at the time that, that Sean did, he's going to need time to get his stamp on it. And I know fans demand instant success, but there has been some real positive moments in there. Again, if you not understand how the way they want to play, they want to create a style and an identity to their team. You have seen real positives in that. Like Sean said, it's about sustaining that over the period. You're never going to have it 90 minutes all your own way. Not when you're playing good teams and knowing derby matches, you're always going to have that moment. But what's really important when Sean talked about the first 25 minutes, half an hour of the game, when you are having good moments, it's important you capitalise on that because you know you're not going to have it in your own way and the game will swing. And clearly that did last week. But it's a, it's a huge game. Last week was really disappointing. The fact they lost the game, never made the top six because... Hibs will be looking to qualify for Europe every single year and the fact that they've now missed it in the top six that like, they lose that opportunity and we've talked about it for a number of months how tight it was going to be uh, over these top six spots but it's a huge game same as it is for the Old Firm game for the Edinburgh Derby it's a massive massive game for both teams and both teams can still finish this season Hearts have already going to get third but they can end up getting to a cup final with an opportunity to win it but Hibs can now finish on a real positive if they can get to this cup final Martin is this a chance for Hearts to turn a very good season into a fantastic season? Aye, obviously, yeah, you know what I mean? It'd be last day on the semi the final was in twenty nineteen when Celtic beat us two uh, one. But I as you said to me last year at this time, in twelve months' time, you'd be sitting clear, third, Europe, final the semi final of Scottish Cup, they took it all day long to be you know what I mean? It's been a good season and I think as well, Hearts have recruited quite well and bit well as in like Barry McKay. Barry McKay, in my opinion, should be getting a Scotland call up soon because he's been absolutely standing this season. What about Andy Halliday? <laughs> what are you laughing at, man? <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not listening. That was just pure disrespect in that <laughs> laugh there. <laughs> I was waiting on that question coming out since I heard, but you said about Halliday Ballon d'Or. Uh, to be fair, Andy's done absolutely outstanding when he's came in as well. And he's been asked to do. He's done it, and the fans are really, really bored until me. We, we have to status at Tynecastle now. We have to hoover the studio before he comes in there. Been very uh, demanding <laughs> since he scored these two goals. <laughs> when you look at this game, Hugh, it's not only a chance to beat your rivals. It's not only the chance to get into the Scottish Cup final, but it's got big implications for Hearts when it comes to Europe next yeah. season because a win for them secures a, a European qualifying path that means a guaranteed eight qualifying games, I think, and all the income that comes with that as well. And a good chance of reaching the, the group stages potentially of the Europa League or the Europa Conference League, which would be absolutely massive for them. They're on an absolute roll. Now, on the other hand, you could say when something is too good to be true that's because it's too good to be true but I think that Hearts look good play well settled confident and all the incentives that you mentioned there Andrew uh, are within their grasp it would have to be a very strange day I think Hearts would have to have an awful day and Hibs would need to be inspired for it not to be the case that Hearts win Martin was talking about Barry Mackay there He really looks as if he's found a home at Hearts Hasn't he? Barry's a really good player You know, I mean, you get him in no, in the final third He can beat a man He's really, really quick over that over that first four or five yards All I would, again, be not no critical at all But if to go to that level that, that Martin's suggesting Getting the national team Probably needs to add a few more goals 
You know, he's, he's got he's got a, a right good number of assists, and you see him. His stuff's really eye catching. When Barry's at top form, he's a, he's an eye catching player uh, and a real dangerous, a real threat to any defence uh, in our league. But, but he's having a wonderful season. You know, he's went down south. He's left Rangers as a young boy. Went down south and had a, a few years down there, playing for some big clubs as well. But he now does seem to have uh, have found a home at Hearts. He feels settled. I know I'm, I'm pr- he's probably happy to be home and. And familiar surroundings with, with his friends and his family, but he's uh, yeah, he's, he's performing very, very well this year. Well, thank you to Martin on the line from one Martin to another Kenny. A bit of news for you going into this weekend. Martin Rennie is, is stepping away from his duties as first team manager at Falkirk. You'll be in the hot seat for the three games coming up before the end of the season. How much are you looking forward to that opportunity? Absolutely buzzing. Yep. Uh, obviously disappointed to hear about what Martin's plans were because it's been it's been great to work with him over the last four and a half months. Uh, but he's got his own reasons. He's got his own reasons for that and I think the club fully understand that. But what it does, it gives me an opportunity to go into the last year. Listen, not a lot will change. You know, not a lot will change. But as you know, each each manager or coach has got their own ideas and, and they have to put their own stamp on any team you know so it gives me a great opportunity to go in the last three games an opportunity that I'm really grateful for and one I'm thoroughly looking forward to Right here we go let's finish off this full time teaser before the end of the show I was asking you to name the 11 players who beat Sporting Lisbon uh, against uh, Rangers that started for Rangers sorry in 2008 against Sporting Lisbon in the UEFA Cup semi-final we've got two more to get <sighs> Blank faces, I think. Yes, Brahim Hamdani. There we go. I thought that was maybe going to be the last one. The the other one's relatively tough. I don't think it's someone that you would purely associate with uh, that UEFA Cup run. Who would have been filling in for David Weir? Think Bertie Votes. There was a big moment with Bertie Votes in a post match interview for Scotland. Oh, um, oh, I can see his face. Chris. Yes. You're almost Chris, there Chris Daly Yes Christian, Christian Daly There we go You've <laughs> got was, that one It was Christie's friends I'll have you know <laughs> On first name terms There we go Thank you for all your calls And tweets tonight And of course We have some big shows Coming up this weekend Hearts against Hibs tomorrow Celtic against Rangers On Sunday as well And what a way To bring in Your Easter weekend The GBX is up next Music